Hi, everybody. So this is really exciting. We have done these tournaments over animation. We've done it over superheroes. And now we're looking at the greatest blockbusters of all time. This was based on the uh, the biggest money-making uh, movies uh, based on with inflation uh, countered in. And uh, so we have 48 films. We're going to narrow down to the greatest blockbuster of all time. And I have three amazing guests with me uh, to to talk this over. And uh, do you want to introduce yourselves, uh, starting with Chris? Hello, I am Chris, and I have my channel here, Durbania. So do lots of fun movie reviews and uh, ranking videos, theological analyses, lots of fun over there on my channel if you want to check it out. And I am really excited to talk about blockbusters. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Hello, my name is Larry, and I have my channel, LC Screen Talk. I also do movie reviews, imagine that, as well as things like lip syncs and like kind of fun little random other videos related to film. And my name would be David. You can follow me on Twitter at Master underscore DG. And on my YouTube page, at David Gerlach. <laughs> and yes, I am this awkward and weird when I do my videos. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. And we did our best to watch all of these films, but we all have sort of holes, so we're just going to do our best to kind of make a, a decision uh, that uh, between these pairings of yeah. what we would like best. So Some of us have jobs. these movies are very long so all right so let's get started the first in our bracket is a james cameron bracket we have avatar versus titanic Uh, what do you think chris i would pick avatar over titanic okay and i think i think both movies are are really strong i remember when titanic first came out i really liked it Uh and saw it more than once on the big screen and so like it was a good movie i really enjoyed it but um if i'm watching a movie that is three hours long i think i'm gonna pick avatar i just i don't know i really liked avatar not just because of the effects and the graphics it's just it's avatar i mean it's such a fun movie he better hurry up with those dang sequels though i'm getting really tired of however long this is taking but um that original avatar i like the acting i like the the graphics i like the story, I mean, granted, it's a story used an awful lot, but just the way he used it, I just thought it was good. I don't know. I like Avatar, and I own it in 3D, and it's so fun. The Avatar's the, uh, one of the only movies that I, uh, there was a fire alarm right in the middle. Oh, uh, no! When I saw it, <laughs> so we had to exit the building. Was there a oh. fire? Uh, I think it was just a false alarm or something. Well, that's good. But anyway, yeah, so I had my uh, Avatar experience interrupted, so. It was a fire on the screen. Pretty <laughs> so real that a kid pulled the fire alarm because he thought he was catching on fire. Too intense, <laughs> the, the, the adventures on, uh, what is it? What's it called? I forget. But anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, what do you think, Larry? So I think both movies are solid uh, films. I like Avatar. I think it's fun, but. I know it's not necessarily cool anymore, but I still love Titanic. Uh, I think it's pretty great. It's still really harrowing, just especially when the ship starts to go down. I even liked it as a kid, except we had it on like VHS 
films. And I didn't ever really love the first cassette tape as a kid. So I would always just like put in the second cassette tape after I had seen it the first time. Because that's pretty much where all the action happens. So as a kid, you're down for that. Um, But it's, I don't know, it's just such a harrowing experience watching like people just accept their fate or how humans act when presented with this like tragedy that's unfolding around them. So my vote goes to Titanic. All right. All right. So I got to be the uh, bearer of bad news for one of them. That's so, right. When it comes to Cameron, my least favorite is probably the abyss. And then it'd probably be these two. And I'm probably going to take Avatar in this. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's because it's more entertaining. It has the spectacle and the visual effects and the action. But in Titanic, I was kind of rooting for Cal because I just <laughs> kind of felt like like Jack and uh, what's what's Kate Winslet's character's name again? Rose. 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 Like Jack and Rose. Jack and Rose. Why you guys <laughs> run around screwing each other in a car? Just get off the boat. Just get off the boat. Why you guys run around with this stupid diamond over here? So yeah, I'll go with Avatar. In their defense, the car was before the boat was going down. Yeah, and I didn't. Even, I didn't even say anything about the door. Yeah. Oh yeah, the door. They <laughs> both could have been on that door. They really could have. That's so frustrating to me. Every time they both could have sat on that door, and it would have been fine. They tried to make it look like it wouldn't have been fine, but you could tell it would have been fine. I mean, hey, I, I don't bring it up that much because everybody else already does, but you know. <laughs> I'm no scientist, but we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. We'll do they an actually experiment. did it on MythBusters, and mm. they, they actually did the like testing and science or whatever of it once, and they figured yes, they could have both been on the door. But uh, oh well, yeah, I Jack wanted to die. He wanted I would to die. pick Titanic. I when when Titanic, I like both these movies. I think Avatar gets way too much hate. I uh, it's a solid movie. It's just too long. I think that the like it's too long for the story that it is. I think that actually Titanic is okay long for the story it is. Um, but, uh, but I, I, I think it took me a while to fall. Like I, I was one of those sort of hipster kids who didn't like it because everyone else liked it because when it came out, like when I was in high school, it came out and it was just insane. Like you can't even relate it to anything now because like, I don't know. It just was so different. Like movies get super hyped, you know, like say it now is, you know, super hyped right now. But like by the time, you know, by the time next month, it, it's going to be on to moving on to something else. And, and, uh, and, but that's not the way it was with Titanic. Like it was just so massive for so long. And, uh, I mean, I had a friend who saw it 18 times. Whoa. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I've like seven times of watching The Force Awakens. It's a shame. Yeah, it's just like, oh my gosh. Anyway, okay. So Avatar. That that sounds good. Um. Okay. So next up, we have E.T. versus Superman the movie. Oh gosh! Ouch! Oh! Ouch. And I have to go first. <laughs> you and do. I, I, Hold on. Let me let me take a sip from my mug here, and let me just see if I can guess what I'm gonna pick. <laughs> Hmm. Let's see. I think, uh, okay, so what's hard about it is both those movies are so great and such classics 
But, I mean, if we're going to start with me, I, I definitely have to pick Superman the movie. I mean, that's just such a great movie. It is a great tale of the hero's journey. It's Christopher Reeve who actually made Clark Kent and Superman two different people. Like, it's it's such a great movie. And that's nothing against E.T. This is a hard one. E.T. Yeah. is fantastic. But, I mean, it's me. I'm going to go Superman. <laughs> so, um... I rewatched Superman for our last tournament because I hadn't seen it in so long um, and was actually pleasantly surprised by how much I did enjoy it because of my lack of love for Superman as a general character and superhero. Um, but Steven Spielberg is my favorite director. I know, I'm like the anti-hipster there. And um, E.T. is just like a childhood classic of mine. has too much nostalgia and... I like cute things, and although he's like a weird, wrinkly little like alien thing, E.T. is still adorable. So I pick E.T. I think I, I like that quote. I like cute things. <laughs> oh God, you gotta! Oh man, I don't envy your position. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a Spielberg movie, my second favorite director, and you talk about Superman, my second favorite superhero of all time. The movie that defined superheroes back in the day that started it all. And E.T., one of the most magical and just fun movies to watch of all time. (sighs) Because there's more than one, I have to go with E.T. Because there's more than one good Superman. So on that basis, I will give it to E.T. Because there's only one, and it's so magical and mystical. Where Superman, as great as it is, it has other ones that are as, mm-hmm. as just as good as it. If some could say better, some could say not, but you know, I'll go with AT. ET. By the way, next week you can see ET on the big screen uh, if people. And I'm going to be oh, doing nice. a, a podcast with Joe, Tuf- my friend Joe Tufano. I'm talking about it. I, I would have gone with ET just because I think the beginning of Superman the movie is a little slow. That's the only reason. But it was hard both- though. I I like both a lot. I haven't yeah. seen ET in a long time, but. I grew up with it as a kid too, and yeah. it was great. So, so that was fun. a hard one. So much hard. Super hard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next we have Gone with the Wind versus Ben Hur. So the epics, some of our epics. Hmm. That one's easy for me. I like Ben Hur. Um, I've seen both. I haven't seen Gone with the Wind in a long time, but I, if I'm going to sit there and I'm going to watch a three hour movie, I'm going to pick Ben Hur. I, I liked it on so many levels, but. <laughs> I, I like the whole thing that they did where this whole movie is following Ben-Hur and then the story of Jesus kind of interweaves with it. And they communicate such a powerful message through that. And they have such great uh, symbolism in this movie. Like when, when Jesus dies on the cross and he dies and everything goes dark and then it rains yeah. and, and the rain heals uh, Ben-Hur's family and they have the leprosy. Like to me, that is such powerful symbolism and such I mean, it, that just that moment communicates such a strong message to me. So um, Ben heard just on so many levels, I, I would pick that over Gone with the Wind. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, as is going to be the case with most all of this bracket, is we have uh, kind of two classics in cinema here. And Gone with the Wind just kind of feels as beautiful as the film itself is. It, feels more like of its time and more dated to me 
Um, obviously with some of the like, not so <laughs> nice PC subjects that happen or things that go on in uh, Gone with the Wind. Um, but I, I'm also going to go with Ben-Hur. I think that chariot scene, especially for the time period and what it was, was just kind of insane, like a, a magical experience, even to kind of be withhold or behold today. Um, and we were talking about that remake off screen, and that was one of the the big differences there too. Is it looks cool, the the new one looked awesome, but it just lacked the stakes. It last lacked the like gravity of the whole Ben Her film, the original film. Yeah, that first yeah. One. Them riding off into the sunset as best friends. That is good. Yeah, that was a complete <laughs> neuter no. on the original. That was terrible. <laughs> well, I would definitely go with Ben-Hur because I have never seen Gone with the Wind. <laughs> so, yeah. But Ben-Hur, it's, oh, it was so good. It was like, what was it? I have it written down here somewhere. It was about three hours and 32 minutes. And it has an once. intermission in the movie. There's an intermission yeah. in the movie. I not, miss not. that movies with it. <laughs> I think that there would be a good thing to to reinstate. Oh no. I'm, it takes me out of the movie. I don't like intermissions. <laughs> when I watch a movie, I have to be in it till the end. But anyway. I'm with you on that one. Been her three hours and thirty two minutes and it mm. never lost its touch any it's I don't even know how you can make a movie that long where the quality stays the same throughout. Like yeah. Chris said, the story sprinkling with Jesus elements, I thought was really cool. And especially how he went from just doing like the simple act of kindness for this general. And that took him out of his slavery. It boosted yeah. him to another level where he can get his vengeance. And then he kind of grew a little bit from that after the vengeance. He's like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I'm doing this all for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Well, uh, so Gone with the Wind is actually the number one, when just for inflation, the number one blockbuster, number one movie of all time. Uh, really? So, yeah, yeah. It was wow. probably the only movie made in 1939, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. released. Yeah, nothing else to see. Uh, no, 1939 <laughs> was actually a really good year for movies, but but uh, the the um, uh, they've released re-released it so many times. That's part yeah. of the reason. Uh, and yeah. I, I think that Gone with the Wind. Uh, is obviously dated things like the I don't know nothing about birth and no babies and you know scenes like that are, are tough to take now but uh, I I think it's definitely one you need to you need to watch David you need to check it off <laughs> your list eventually you've got to find four hours <laughs> which is actually very hard because I'm working every single day of the week people here <laughs> yeah um, but I do I love Ben Hurst one probably one of my one of my favorites classic films. Uh, okay. So let's keep going. So next we have two more fun ones. We have Jurassic Park versus the first Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Curse of the Black. Oh, oh man. Oh, this is a fun bracket. This is yeah. fun. But yeah, no question. I'm going with Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay. and, and a lot of that is my childhood nostalgia. I remember. When I was a kid, we got tickets to go see that sneak preview of that movie. I was nine years old, and we go, man, and that first time that Brachiosaurus is standing up on two legs, eating that leaf off the top thing, it was magic. When the T-Rex ate that guy off the toilet, my sister screamed so loud we had to leave the theater. <laughs> and then and then weeks later, my dad took me back in to finally finish the movie, and oh, my gosh. To, that, 
it still holds up. Like, mm-hmm. what was it? Like, right be- the year before Jurassic World came out, they re-released it in 3D. And my wife, Laura, never saw it on the big screen. So she and I went together to go watch it in 3D on the big screen. And they didn't really mess with the CGI or the graphics or anything like that. And it holds up. Yes. Like, I mean, from 1993 to today, if you look at those, the CGI and stuff, it still looks pretty good. So I don't know. It's a great story. It's dinosaurs. It's timeless to me. I love Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah, this one actually is pretty easy for me. Uh, I've just never been all that big of a Pirates of the Caribbean fan, uh, any of them. Um, I've only actually seen the first two, actually, and didn't like them so much, so I kind of stopped watching the series. So this is a very easy Jurassic Park uh, victory, and it would have been a a win against many, many films, though. Because as you said, I still don't think we've seen better dinosaurs in film, on TV, anywhere. Like, I mean, it was amazing to just behold these creatures on the big screen, on the small screen, I mean, anywhere you're watching. And it mixes action with, like, thriller horror elements so well. It has, like, the kid's story. Just Jurassic Park is fantastic, so it definitely gets my vote. Yeah, this is uh, completely easy for me. I I really like both movies, but um, Jurassic Park is, like, in my top ten all-time favorite movies. I personally love the sequel, to Jurassic Park, <laughs> but I know a lot of people don't. I'm 50 50. I, I don't hate and it. I, and I, I think it that um, it definitely stands out that, regardless of all the sequels, that Jurassic Park is still that much present in my mind and so many other people's minds. Even though it's 10 years older than Pirates of the Caribbean, because I think Jurassic Park is still more relevant now than Pirates, because you know, I love the score. I love Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow, but they brought back dinosaurs from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> and they took you to Jurassic Park. You felt like you were there. The on wonder of John Williams' score, my favorite score of all time, and Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he just—it's just magic. It's just magical. There's no other way to describe it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I do like both of these movies, but I would also go with Jurassic Park. I love Jurassic, Jurassic Park. I, is the movie I've seen most in the theaters in my life. I saw it six times. Uh, because it was in my theater for so long. And I just remember like the first time I saw the, those dinosaurs just being like, and, uh, yeah, and, I know you felt like Alan Grant. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, just being so blown away. And, and just, I, those, like the, I love the scene in the kitchen. I, that scene is so scary. Yes, that scene yeah. is amazing. Oh, oh. So you know, the velociraptor looked right at Tim when he was going right across that one little, I always noticed that like, like that's they screwed up there. But, oh, maybe I, I, no, forget, I, I forget for that. But I, all the I actually <laughs> really don't like any of the sequels. I they really let me down. But oh well. See, I like the Lost I hate, World. I hate the third. Did not one. like the I third. The third one. I hate the third it. one's terrible. I think Jurassic World was fun. I think it kind of restored some of the magic, but it cannot match what Jurassic Park was. But Jurassic yeah. World, I thought, if you go with the right expectations, it's fun. I feel the same way about Jurassic World that. You, Chris, feel about Lost World. I feel like I'm kind of 50-50 on it because it, like, took the elements of the first two, except they took all the themes and symbolisms out of it. Because, like, the reason why I like the second one is that it's different and also similar to the first one. It has all the themes of domestic nature. And the first yeah. one's more on wonder. The second one's more, now, this is, let's get into the nitty-gritty of this. Yeah. yeah. You ever read the novel by Michael Crichton? It's amazing. No, I haven't. I, I, I need to. I'm, I'm going to have to. It's amazing. 
Yeah. There, oh, there's some great stuff in there. So, and Jurassic I'm Park so 3 is a compilation of unused material from that first book. That's how they made Jurassic Park um, 3. It was so, it was so bad. Yeah, it's really bad. All right. So next up, we have uh, Jaws versus The Exorcist. Well, uh, mm. I haven't seen The Exorcist, but I haven't seen The Exorcist because I have just never wanted to see The Exorcist. Uh, there are some horror films that I could easily get into and watch. Like, I mean, I just recently saw It. It was cool. And uh, but <laughs> The Exorcist is just, I don't know, man. I don't like messing with demons that way. So I have not seen The Exorcist. But uh, I do like Jaws. That is a fun, classic movie. And the best thing about Jaws is you don't see the shark that mm-hmm. often. Yeah. So it gets left to your imagination, this gruesome monster uh, lurking beneath the ocean surface. So I don't know. I thought they did a great job with that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this one is a hard one for me because <laughs> I held both of these films in pretty high esteem. I love the horror genre, so Exorcist still ranks as one of my favorite horror films, not just one that I kind of regard as, like, one of the best or, like, iconic horror films. It still is, like, one of my favorites of all time. Um, But Jaws is also one of my favorite films of all time, so it's, like, oh, it's super difficult. Um... Just uh, just because Jaws isn't like a pure straight on horror, I'm gonna I'm gonna represent horror in this in this bracket and and vote for The Exorcist. This is a little hard for me because Jaws is like the adventurous horror film, and The Exorcist is like the realistic horror film in a sense because. It doesn't even feel like a movie. It feels like you're experiencing real events and the creepy image of the demon in the movie and just the score. Ah, this is tough. I will go against the grain. I'm going to give it to The Exorcist. Oh, all right. Let's say that scene where she comes down like on her hands and knees down the stairs, ah, like yeah. a crazy scene. <laughs> oh, Plus, I- all the people who like died on the set, all the stuff that happened on the set of the Exorcist, like, honor those people. Give the Exorcist the vote. <laughs> all right. You know, with how much Zelda freaked me out in Pet Cemetery, I don't know if I can handle the Exorcist because Zelda freaked me out. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. So next, we have a Disney bracket. We have Lion King versus Mary Poppins. I'm going to go with Lion King, hands down. I like Mary <laughs> Poppins, and I think Mary Poppins is a lot of fun. <laughs> But oh my gosh, I still I still remember clearly seeing the Lion King on the big screen when I was a kid. I still remember all my anticipation to see the Lion King on the big screen as a kid. And my the hair on the back of my neck still stands up straight every single time Mufasa gives his life. Well, he didn't give his life when he's <laughs> murdered by his brother in cold blood and falls into the running herd of wildebeest. I just I love the Lion King. It's fun. It's got the great music. It has so much heart. So for me, I'm going to give that to Lion King. I love Lion King so much. <laughs> yeah, this this is also pretty straightforward for me. Um, Mary Poppins is, like you said, it's a lovely film. I just, I never really got swept up with it as a kid. Um, whereas The Lion King came out when I was a kid. and was my first theater experience. So The Lion King definitely gets my vote. It's one of my 
favorite animated films of all time. If I were to do just a straight up ranking, it would definitely make that list as well. I just love liking. Yeah, I won't give it away, but there's another uh, movie with Julia Andrews in it that I prefer. <laughs> Harry Poppins is fine, but it's just, yeah, like I said, there's another one I prefer. So I would definitely give it to The Lion King. Every time Mufasa dies, I cry like a baby. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's just James Earl Jones is dying again. He already died. <laughs> Luke. He, he needs to die again saving Simba. <laughs> Uh, he's father of the year. He died twice for both his kids. Yeah, I, I love Lion King. It's so great. I, I I do think that Mary Poppins has a heart to it with what happens with Mr. Banks and and uh, his journey. Kind of uh, is there's a, a layer to it that I think uh, maybe gets ignored with all the peppiness and everything like that. I I I, I would have gone with Mary Poppins, but but I, I do uh, love Lion King as well. So good. Can't go wrong with there. All right. Next we have Empire Strikes Back versus American Graffiti. So George Lucas bracket. I have not seen American Graffiti, but I did watch the trailer less than five minutes ago. (laughs) And I could tell you without a shadow of a doubt, I still do not want to see American Graffiti. And even if I had seen American Graffiti and I loved it with all of my heart, Empire Strikes Back wins immediately. It is probably still my favorite Star Wars film. It is my favorite in the original trilogy. Empire Strikes Back is as close to a perfect movie as it gets. I love Empire Strikes Back. So American Graffiti is like an all right coming of age, like teenage story for its time. Um, I enjoyed it well enough. I Yeah, I mean, there's not much more to American Graffiti for me personally. Um, but Empire Strikes Back, obviously, I'm just... Spoiler alert, it's going to be tough for me to vote against Empire Strikes Back in any poll. Um, So it gets my vote here. And it won the Twitter tournament, I should say. Empire Strikes Back. No surprise there, though. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this will become no surprise when I will definitely pick Empire because I don't like American Graffiti. I think... We have seen bigger and better coming-of-age movies that have done it better before, like Days of Confused, Fast Times Richmond High. Just American Graffiti, I feel like they tried to, even though Days of Confused came out years later, I feel like they did it better where they took different characters and showed their stories throughout the day much better than American Graffiti did. Yeah. I so, agree with yeah, you, I will actually. definitely give it Empire. I agree with you about that. I think Days of Confused is better than American Graffiti. Um, okay. Uh, next, um, we have uh, another Disney, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs versus 101 Dalmatians. Hmm. It's been a long time since I've seen both of those. But I think I'd definitely give it to Snow White. Yeah, I'd definitely give it to Snow White. I just, I mean, the witch in Snow White scared me where Coella DeVille has not yet scared me. And, um, Especially when she turns into that old hag lady and gives Snow White the <laughs> apple. Gosh. Anyway, yeah. And the seven dwarves are great and all their songs. So I'm definitely going to give it to Snow White. This one, this one's pretty tough because, as I mentioned, I do like cute things. And those puppies in 101 Dalmatians <laughs> are really cute and adorable. Um, but, and uh, I really, I know it's part of the time. But Snow White's voice to me in current day is so grating. Like yeah. as she 
As she <laughs> sings into that well, I, I die a little bit inside every time. It's just too much for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, what? Um, but there are so many other fun things in Snow White. And I, I do love Cruella de Vil. She doesn't necessarily scare me. But I also love a little bit of campiness in my films a lot of the time. And Cruella de Vil is like a good campy, but kind of menacing villain. I think Once Upon a Time uh, ruined Cuella DeVille for me forever. <laughs> but then you think Glenn Close. Oh, she was so good, I thought, as Cruella DeVille. But um, I'm going to give it to Snow White. It's just, it's more of a classic film to me. So when kind of like viewing back on him, I, th- I think yeah. I, I think I'd vote Snow White. I want to see Larry's uh, auto documentary or something. The tagline is, I like cute things. <laughs> 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 but um, I'm I'm hurt, guys. I am hurt. 101 Dalmatians. I would take day and night over Snow White. I mean, Chris, this is a woman who wanted to skin alive 101 innocent little puppies just to make a few coats in the modern day era compared to someone who was going to just kill a girl because she was a queen and wanted to be rich in the mall. I mean, that was custom back in those days. Corella DeVille wanted to kill a hundred and one cute little doggies. Yeah, but Dopey was in Snow White, so. <laughs> but he's not a doggie. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, this yeah is I the, would pick 101 Dalmatians. The battle of the vain women, really, because you have <laughs> she can't handle not being the she's she's already queen, like she's the queen, like but she just can't handle that someone else is prettier than her. But she's <laughs> killing one girl as opposed to 101 puppies. <laughs> yeah, I would actually go with 101 sure. Dalmatians. I I think that. Uh, it's just such a well, they, they, they structure it so well. Like the, this, the, the has such good tension and they use Cruella just enough. Cause really Jasper and Horace are with the puppies most. And I really love the side characters in that movie. I love Sergeant Tibbs and some other things. Anyway. All right. Let's keep going. So next we have, uh, Grease versus the sound of music. Oh, dang. Mm. I think I'm going to pick Sound of Music. Um, I mean, Grease is okay. I don't hate Grease. I was actually in the play Grease. I played Vince Fontaine, the radio announcer, so that was kind of fun because yeah. I couldn't sing or dance, so they had to give me the one role that didn't require singing or dancing. And so, you know, it was kind of fun. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, Grease is fine. It's fun. It's just if I had to pick, it's going to be Sound of Music. Sound of Music just was so much more fun. I like the era, the World War II era that it takes place in, so much better than Greasers and things like that. So <laughs> I'm definitely going to go with Sound of Music. Uh, okay, this was a hard one. Um, so when it comes to, like, favorite all-time musicals, these are definitely, like, top five, both of them for me. Um, I mean, I think, I think Sound of Music is probably the better film. But... I I just have more nostalgia associated with Greece, and I'm seeing it more times. So I love you, Julie Andrews. I don't mean to vote against you again. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. You have an amazing voice. But you know, Rizzo, the whole the whole setting. Greece is just so much fun. So I have to vote for Greece. This is very tough for me because I love Greece, and like I mentioned earlier, Julie Andrews. I love the sound of music. I watched Greece a lot as a kid, and sound of music. Our English, or not our English teacher, but our music teacher in first through fifth grade, she made us watch this movie a lot, and I thankfully loved it. Oh, this is tough, but you know, 
when it comes to grease lightning, you just you can't go against it. So I gotta... <laughs> oh no! Oh man! Oh, all right. You can't go against the grease lightning, man. John Travolta, man, you can't go against him and Olivia Newton-John. Him and his heyday. <laughs> all right. Okay, so we have uh, the Godfather versus the Graduate. You know, I'm I'm going to go with the Graduate out of those oh. two. I, I watched The Godfather, and so I have a friend loves all kinds of movies, and, and so one night we watched everything from The Godfather to The Shining starting at like 9 o'clock at night till sometime in the afternoon the next day and just did not stop, which was really fun movie marathon. And by the time we hit The Godfather, I was just bored out of my mind. Like I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what is it about this movie that sets it apart and makes it so special. It's just your typical average gangster movie, only in this one, it feels like nothing is happening. It's just a soap opera about gangsters. So, yeah. Mm. Michael. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually think this one is really tough. Uh, I really enjoy both films. Um, I think I'm... Uh, uh, I'm going to go The Godfather. Um, I think the performances are a big thing that really set it up. I, I just think the acting is really great. I think the pacing is is good. <laughs> I think, obviously, it gave us, like, one of the, like, <laughs> an iconic musical theme from The Godfather. But then again, The Graduate gave us, like, one of the most iconic movie posters of all time, for sure, with that leg sitting up. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Off into the back. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like gangster movie versus kid going with his, like, mistress's daughter. Uh, he was a graduate back. kid, mind <laughs> you. Yeah, he was a, gra- he was a graduate. He was a graduate kid. I mean, yeah. he was the graduate. Um, I'm going to pick the gangster movie. So, go Godfather. I feel like this is unfair because The Graduate is such a good movie, yeah. but Chris, The Godfather, yeah. is one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> I don't it get it. started everything from the gangster squad. I don't get it. Not, it's not about the action. It's about the inner politics of the gangsters. It's and like that bored me. It's, it's like, like, I don't care about inner politics. You have guns. About the Use them. side of medieval times. And that's what the Godfather is. The political side of the gangsters, of the gangster times. And it's so great. I'm making love you can't refuse. Don't go out on the highway. You're going to get shot up by everybody. Michael, I never wanted this life for you. And whenever he was on screen, all I could think is, I'd rather watch Superman right now. Why is Superman not on right now? <laughs> the Godfather more than he is Superman. <laughs> I, and, then, and then the Godfather, he doesn't miss, he doesn't say Krypton wrong. <laughs> that is kind of funny. <laughs> so, so the Godfather. I, yeah. So I actually think The Graduate doesn't hold up all that well. I, I, mm. It's really well made. Uh, like the photography, the the way different things are staged is really is really good. But I just feel like the most interesting character in the movie is Mrs. Robinson, and the movie doesn't realize that. I think that these these yeah. two, this couple, I could care less about. Well, them. I don't think the Graduate holds up at all. So <laughs> you know, love, it's it's. I didn't I vote love. for the Graduate because I love the Graduate. I just have that strong of reaction to the Godfather of I just don't get this. <laughs> yeah, I. I I, I, yeah, I just don't love mob movies, uh, like 
even have if they're the best made movies in the world. It's just not my favorite genre. But um, but I did actually see The Godfather on the big screen in April, and it was uh, I actually had a lot more fun with it than I thought I would. So I had seen it once before, and I was a little bit bored. But I've seen on the big screen, I was pretty entertained. So it was interesting. Anyway, okay. So next we have Avengers versus Spider Man Two. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Avengers. Um, I mean. Of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man 2 was my favorite. That was my favorite in that trilogy. But I just never really connected with the Sam Raimi trilogy. Um, I think I was in high school when the first Spider-Man came out, and I went and saw it with all my friends, and I was the only one in my group of friends that did not like it because I thought it was too cheesy. And then Spider-Man 2, I really loved because of the train scene. Like, that was incredible, the way he stopped the train. So it has a lot of good moments. But the Avengers definitely takes the cake for me. It was a great movie, and what was so great about it is, is it, it was the first movie that – it was a game changer. It showed us how much the shared universe works if you do it right. They built up these individual characters and individual movies. You began to love these characters for what they were, standalone, and then you get to watch them come together, have that chemistry together on the big screen, and it was awesome to watch that come together on top of the fact it was just a fun, good movie. So yeah. for me, it's The Avengers. So Spider-Man 2 is still my favorite Spider-Man film, period, including like Homecoming and uh, the Amazing Spider-Man trilogy, or <coughs> trilogies, <laughs> the, the reboot with uh, Andrew Garfield. And I, I think it is definitely uh, one of the better superhero movie films, period. The problem is, is Avengers to me is like top three best superhero films. I can't imagine that I've had more fun in a movie theater than I did with the Avengers almost ever. I mean, I just had so much fun watching the Avengers. I think that it perfectly, it kind of encapsulated what the MCU had, as you said, been building up to and has since tried to like recapture that magic. But seeing these heroes come together like this on the big screen after building them up was something special and something magical. Plus, the Loki was great. The visual effects were great. The action was awesome. The script was fun and funny. So, the Avengers. Well, it doesn't matter what I think. Because I would <laughs> pick Spider-Man 2 over Avengers. Because, as most people who follow me know, I was not a big fan of the first Avengers movie. I thought it was very overrated. I felt like the first two hours, they were just whining and complaining about nothing. And then finally, oh, maybe we should It's the politics, the inner politics of a group trying to come together. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I was going to address that, but then you said it. I I love the Avengers, uh, and I do love Spider-Man 2 as well. I would have gone with the Avengers, though. Also, Spider-Man 2, Danny Elfman scores better than Alan Silvestri's. I'm sorry, Alan. Agree with you there. But uh, I, I just think the Avengers is, is, I think it's just super fun. Now, Age um, of Ultron, that's a different story for me. <laughs> that was All right. One. So, okay. So next we have Dark Knight versus the Sixth Sense. Hmm. Could this be any more apples and oranges for me? Man. I'm going to go with the Dark Knight. I can't help it. Batman is my second favorite superhero of all time, but almost tied for first place with Superman. And of the Batman movies that have been made, the Dark Knight is something special. It's special because of Heath Ledger. That was an amazing performance. I love the way they did Two-Face and the way they introduced us to Two-Face. 
And I loved Batman's whole story arc of trying to figure out, should I even exist? I mean, look at this. Is the Joker here because I'm here? Did I cause this escalation? So, like, the Dark Knight was good on so many levels. So was Sixth Sense, though. But I'm going to go to Dark Knight. Um, so this one, this was a pretty hard one. I, I also love The Dark Knight. I, it's also in my top, well, I'm pretty sure it's still in my top three for superhero films of all time. Uh, The Sixth Sense, after Empire Strikes Back, like, as a kid, was an introduction of the big reveal for me. Like, I thought it was just so amazing seeing this, like, shocking moment, um, Unfortunately, that shocking moment led M. Night Shyamalan down a horrible path of thinking. Uh, he had a lot of trouble recreating. We've suffered um, so much. Unbreakable. <laughs> uh, the sixth sense. Uh, I'm gonna go the Dark Knight just because I think it. I think overall, it's a, it's just, it's a better film. I think it's a better film. Yeah, no question. As everybody that follows me know, the Dark Knight trilogy, all three movies are my number one movies of all time. Not just comic books, but of all time. Doesn't mean I'll pick the Dark Knight for future events, you know. Maybe I'm feeling a little bit lucky today, people, so. <laughs> but, you know, it's a shame that The Sixth Sense had to go up against The Dark Knight because I love The Sixth Sense so much. Yeah. I mean, I actually loved it more the second time I watched it. And going into the first time, I knew the twist. I knew Aww. the twist. Yeah, but somebody blew it for me, too. But it didn't ruin Aww. it for me, because after watching the second time, I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It didn't matter because of how executed it was. Mm-hmm. Even if you know the spoilers, it all depends on the execution. The execution was near perfect, and that's why I love it so much. Even though I'm going with The Dark Knight, because, I mean, if I don't pick The Dark Knight, then I have failed my fanhood as a Batman fan. <laughs> uh, all right. So next we have Finding Nemo versus Shrek 2. Ah, oh, Shrek so 2. Easy. So Shrek easy. So easy I, I was I did not like Finding Nemo as much, nor Finding Dory. I mean, I didn't hate them. They're fine movies, but Shrek 2 was fun. And especially since Shrek 1 was just so good and sequels normally aren't so good. But Shrek 2, I just, I really liked it. I loved the introduction to Far, Far Away. Um, I loved meeting Puss in Boots. Like, what a, ah, Antonio Banderas. That was great. Yes. You know, watching uh, <laughs> Donkey turn into such a beautiful stallion. And yeah. like, I, I, I don't know. I love the story of Shrek 2. That one was just, it was so much fun. It was hilarious. It, it actually matched the first one for me, if not maybe a little bit better. My wife would hate me for saying that because she loves Shrek 1, and that's like her definitive feel-good movie. But I love Shrek 2 a lot. So Shrek 2 is my favorite Shrek film. I think it is a ton of fun. I think it has a lot of fun moments. But it doesn't have near the heart or, I don't know, storytelling, I think, as Finding Nemo does. Plus, Nemo is like the cutest Pixar thing to me. Just oh, like, that's so it. Cute. There's your winning factor right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you actually, didn't pick the cute, cute puppies last time. I have to take that back. Baby, baby Dory and Finding Dory, I think, uh, like oh, yeah. overtook me. Well, what about Puss in Boots doing a cute little cat eye? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> this little tiny fish, Nemo, like when he's like wiggling out of the thing, like he's so cute. Uh, but no, I just think Finding Nemo is actually like one of my favorite Pixar films. I think it's amazing. The animation is 
gorgeous squirt. He's also super adorable. So I pick Finding Nemo. Well, I'm sorry, Rachel. But <laughs> I got to go with Shrek, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I did not like the first Finding, I did not like Finding Nemo at all. Oh, I did, I really, really liked what? Finding Nemo, surprisingly, <laughs> but I did not like Finding Nemo at all. That's probably because I think or Dory's a more interesting character than Nemo. And do you know what's horrible about Finding Dory? So they sp- they're supposed to go to Morro Bay, California. I live on the central coast of California, and Morro Bay is not represented in that movie. They call it Morro Bay, but that is not Morro Bay. <laughs> that is further north. That is not Morro Bay. That movie lied, and our aquarium in Morro Bay is nothing like that aquarium. It was a lie. Now you know how I feel when people misrepresent, misrepresent Kansas. It's not just yeah, flat land. There's even, some hills here. You, you know what's wrong with Finding Dory? That's, oh, you know. I actually think Shrek 2 is, is solid. I enjoy it. I love Puss in Boots. I think it's actually one of the best examples of celebrity casting used the right way to actually add to a character because we know Antonio Banderas's voice as like a Zorro type. And so it just as soon as you hear it, you kind of get so much more flavor for the character. And, uh, but I, I agree with Larry on uh, finding uh, Nemo. I, I think it's just the seascapes alone are, I'm, are so stunning and beautiful. And uh, I, I think it's super funny uh too well finding dory lied so that just puts me off don't like finding nemo i don't know wrong with you people okay well, monsters so. doesn't the dogs over the annoying <laughs> girl uh all right um <laughs> um uh, okay so we have i hate shrek 3 though is Oh, oh yeah, that, that, I could agree with you on that completely. Oh, okay, God, so terrible. That's a failure. Yeah. Um, so okay. So <laughs> the next we have Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid versus Doctor Zhivago. Uh, so I have not seen either of those, so I don't know if I'm qualified to do this. <laughs> well, shoot, <laughs> but I watched the Doctor Zhivago trailer, and I can tell you, no matter what, I'll vote against that. I was bored in the trailer. <laughs> Um, so I, I had seen Dr. Zavago before. I had to watch it for a film class, actually. Um, it, it, it is very long, and I know it gets criticized for romanticizing and just focusing in on, on a romance in, like, an actual, more serious, like, history setting of, uh, what it should have been focused on. But, um, it, the one thing is it is gorgeous like it is a beautifully amazingly shot piece of art i mean even even by today's standard i think dr smargo because it wasn't all that long ago i saw it like cinematography wise is is just stunning i haven't seen butch cassidy and the sundance kid until just a couple days ago actually for this tournament and I'm not a big Western person, but I actually really liked this movie a lot more than I anticipated. I thought that our two leads, Paul Newman and uh, Robert Redford, had a ton of chemistry and they were really fun and funny together. Um, so while I really do appreciate Dr. Zavago for its place in cinema history, for being a piece of art and film, just from enjoyment factor, I have to vote for Butch Cassidy. 
Well, this is a little bit weird. I'm going to blow everybody's minds because I have only seen Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. I have never seen Dr. Zhivago. But before we start today, I watched the trailer, at least the first minute of that three-minute trailer. And you know what? I will go with Dr. Zhivago because <laughs> if you want to sell me on a movie, you need to take it as serious and over the top as you possibly can. That first minute of the trailer is some of the most comedic gold that you will <laughs> ever see in your entire life. You want to laugh like crazy from something that takes itself so serious. You need to watch the Dr. Zhivago trailer. Yeah. Not even the yeah. movie. I'm just going for the trailer right now at this point. <laughs> so I guess I have to, I'll leave the deciding vote. Um, so Dr. Zhivago is, it does hold up as far as the filmmaking. It is beautiful. Just the speeds of the train alone with the snow, everything really great. Um, and the acting is, is good. Omar Sharif is, is good in it, but, uh, as always, but it, it uh it's really long and the characters are kind of unlikable and so uh it's very soapy and and you don't want to spend that much time with those people and (laughs) so yeah i i go with butch cassidy on this one it's a lot more fun and just i know more enjoyable um okay so uh, then, um, we have Beverly Hills Cop, the first one, versus Blazing Saddles. Comedic. I have, I, I, I think I've seen Beverly Hills Cop. Um, I know I've seen pieces of at least one or two of them. And based on what I've seen, I think I'd pick Beverly Hills Cop over Blazing Saddles. I mean, I liked Blazing Saddles okay, but then I watched it right after watching Animal House. but i i don't know blazing saddles was a little boring for me like i could see why it's a classic and i think there's only like one mel brooks movie i've ever liked and that was Spaceballs. and i don't think i I just like i was watching this and maybe it's because i haven't watched too many westerns but it's like i just don't get this so i'm I'm picking uh beverly hills cop you didn't like young frankenstein Oh, I like Young Frankenstein. I didn't yeah, realize. Yeah, like, yeah, no, that's good. I'll give you. I'll give you that Robin one. Sorry, Spaceballs is the famous one. It's always the first one on my head. Robin Hood yeah. in tights. Oh, was that him too? Yeah, yeah that's him. Gosh, yeah. I am bad at that. No, I like that. <laughs> that one's okay. But Blazing yeah. Saddles, I just was bored. I was bored, and I I wasn't paying attention through half the movie. <laughs> so I think the my favorite Gene Wilder Mel Brooks film is definitely Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Um, I love that movie. Um, Blazing Saddles, I don't quite love. It's, I mean, I understand it's a parody, but it just is like, I don't know. Um, It was also, I mean, Gene Wilder gives a good performance, but it's very strange seeing him in almost like the straight man role. Like, I don't know, he just was, it was, it was, I don't I, the jokes just didn't land for me. It was too slapsticky. It's just not my kind of personal comedy, really. And as you said, I do understand why it has its its place in kind of cinema history. It's just not my style. Beverly Hills Cop, I think, is really funny. I think this is kind of Eddie Murphy in his heyday, in his prime, doing what Eddie Murphy does. So I'm going to vote for Beverly Hills. That blonde lady song never ended. She was so tired, but I was so tired of that stupid song, man. <laughs> I was like grabbing for something to strangle. So, um, when it comes to Mel Brooks, I guess they're like the, the, I guess the four horsemen of his movies would be Blazing Saddles, Robin Hood, Men in Tight, Spaceballs, and Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. 
And I would consider my least favorite out of all those would be Blazing Saddles, even though I really do like the movie. Because I think at the end where they're busting through the studio lots, I think it's hysterical. I think oh, I was like, lost. I was like, what is happening? Why is it happening? <laughs> what happened to the story I was watching? How could that end? This is too existential. I'm done. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious because they took the narrative and they're like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to do whatever the heck we want. And I love how like they took the elements of the time frame with um, slavery and racism and uh, kind of took a spin on it, which is really hard to do, especially back in those days where it was still really prevalent. But I thought it was actually really funny and really well handled the way they did it. But I love Beverly Hills Cop because <laughs> they because Blazing Saddles, even though it's a spoof, a parody, it's playing for the jokes. But Beverly Hills Cop is like the perfect example of a comedy that is authentic comedy, where it's the what happens in the moment, what happens with Eddie Murphy's character in the moment, what happens with the two cops that are following him, just the situations they're in are funny, not because they're trying to tell a joke or they're setting up the joke. The situation they're in is funny in itself, where uh, one of the detectives like jumps up when they're in the middle of a shootout. And he's like, LAPD, freeze. And then they shoot at him. I thought it was laugh out loud hysterical. So I would definitely give it to Beverly Hills Cop. And the theme, the tune is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I have to say, I think Blazing Saddles uses toilet humor, which is about as well as any movie can do, I think. Uh, but, um, uh, but and I haven't seen Beverly's Cop, but I have to say my favorite Mel Brooks moment of all time is the blind man serving the soup in Young Frankenstein. I think that that scene had me in stitches laughing. It's so funny. Um, but anyway, okay. So we have next one uh, is uh, Ghostbusters versus Home Alone. Ooh. Oh, oh! Could you have picked a harder bracket here? Um. Immediately what comes to my mind when you say those two, though, is Home Alone. And I think why that one jumps to my mind is because when I was a kid, dang, I loved Home Alone. I just, I loved it. I loved the slapstickiness of all the traps that he set and Harry and Marv going through all of those traps. It was just freaking hysterical. So many great memorable moments from Home Alone that, ah, and all that. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I'm going to go with Home Alone. I love Home Alone. I love Home Alone. I love it. <laughs> you love it? Yes, I love it. Yeah. yeah, this one is definitely a tough one to throw back to like favorites that I watched plenty as a kid. But then it turned back into kind of like one that came out like as right before I was a kid with Home Alone and as a kid you you relate to a film about a kid <laughs> in this sense and they do it so well. Like this it's one of the examples of putting a child in the main role, asking them to pretty much lift and hold up this entire film. And I, he does it, the script does it, and it turned out hysterical and it was wonderful. Uh, Ghostbusters is also wonderful. Uh, I just don't think it's quite as funny as Home Alone. And I don't know that the, the <laughs> supernatural aspects quite make up for just the like, the pure enjoyment factor that Home Alone brings. So I'm going with Home Alone. Yay. All right. Well, <laughs> honestly, this is a toying cost for me because I love both these movies. But you know what? Just for the sake of getting under Rachel's skin and <laughs> to uh, throw a little bone to Ghostbusters, I got, I'll give it to Ghostbusters even though it doesn't matter. They're both so good, but Ghostbusters is really good. I mean, you can't – I mean, plus it makes me feel so good. 
<laughs> uh, I, I don't hate Ghostbusters. I just think it's a little overrated. People think it's like a comedic masterpiece. And I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that. I, For the same- I, I love Home Alone. I, it, it was the first movie that truly made me laugh. Uh, I remember sitting in the theater with my grandparents. I was uh, nine years old when it came out and I, I just remember like practically rolling on the floor, just laughing so hard. And this is one of those iconic moments in the theater in my life is watching Home Alone. Oh yeah. I love it. I like Ghostbusters. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man sticks in my (laughs) head the most though. Like as a kid, that's what impacted me the most, but Home Alone won my heart as a child. It does. It has such heart. And like, I was a super independent kid. So honestly, it was kind of like a semi fantasy for me. Like (laughs) this is what I want. Well, you know what? Parents out. (laughs) Home alone. The next time someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So next we have uh, Goldfinger versus The Sting. I haven't seen The Sting, and I haven't seen Goldfinger. Oh. Oh. Fascinating. (laughs) What a a great category for me. I had to think about that for a second. Goldfinger. (laughs) <laughs> I saw Gold Member with Austin Powers, but I don't think it was that. <laughs> so, I love Gold Austin Powers. <laughs> Goldfinger is one of my favorite of the 007 themes, for sure. I mean, Shirley Bassey, love her. And this was like her prime giving the theme. I, I definitely, I don't know, I have like a weird relationship with James Bond as a character, and especially in those early films, I think I'm like, oh, I don't know. Just the the whole SJW part of me and the treatment of women in all James Bond films. But um, especially in those earlier ones. Yeah. It's like, mm, okay, this is fun, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whereas The Stink is it's just like a really fun Caper, it's really well executed. Um, so I, I'm going to vote for the stink. <laughs> love, love you, Shirley Bassey, but but your vocal is not enough to lift Goldfinger for me. This is a little dif- difficult because, as a man who is an avid fan of James Bond, who has seen every single James Bond movie, and the Sting is really good. I mean, it's I, I love con movies or like thriller movies or kind of heist movies in a sense. But Sean Connery is my favorite James Bond and Goldfinger is my favorite Sean Connery movie. So I'm going with Goldfinger. Okay. So I guess outside, um, I actually, I'm, I'm going to go with the sting. I think the sting is, uh, I think it's more entertaining. I, I'm just not, I'm not that high in James Bond movies, uh, but I do love the new, uh, Daniel, most of the Daniel Craig ones. I like half of the Daniel Craig ones. I think um, Casino Royale is my favorite of two point five. Yeah, um, I like Oh, okay. Yeah, I hate <laughs> altogether. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Sting. I just think it's a better movie. Um. Okay. <laughs> um. Next we have uh, Independence Day versus the first Transformers. Independence Day. Uh, um. You know. So those Michael Bay Transformer films get so much hate. I think the first Transformers is actually okay. I enjoyed the first one, and I liked it through the second one till Shia LaBeouf goes to Transformer Heaven. 
Uh, from that point onward, all the Transformer movies just lose me and I can't stand the franchise. But the first one was okay. But if I had to pick, it's Independence Day. I mean, when I saw Independence Day on the big screen, that was the summer between my sixth and seventh grade year. That movie was so freaking awesome. I think, um, you know, this was like three years after Jurassic Park. So now I'm just a little bit older. And this was like the next movie after Jurassic Park that really got me because I loved the dinosaurs of Jurassic Park, and I love the aliens of Independence Day. I'm just kind of ignoring the sequel for right now and just looking at the oh, great yeah. original. I mean, you have um, Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum in that role. Like, he was just so Ian great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he played it like kind of like Ian, didn't uh, he? Uh, There's uh, a little uh, bit of similarities uh, there. Uh, uh, aliens. Uh. Uh, faster, faster, must go faster. And then Will Smith, like, to put those two personalities together, especially at the end of the movie, that was just a lot of fun for me. So I think I think Independence Day had a fun story. I thought the action was really good. And, uh, I, you know, I think characters like Will Smith gave it that extra boost that gave it a little heart and other fun things. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed the first Transformers movie. I loved watching it. Uh, I think the it was really cool to just see those Transformers. I think they were really – I think – they still are when they're not in action really well done and realized. I think they look cool. Um, but yeah, Independence Day is just a ton of fun to me when you have Will Smith again at his peak, this is like Will Smith doing what Will Smith did best in the height of his career. I think this is Roland Emmerich kind of putting together his a certain set of skills with filmmaking and doing pretty much what he does best. You get a really fun, big blockbuster action. And I, I love Independence Day. I think it's a lot of fun. So I vote for Independence Day. So wait, is it 1-1 one, one right now? No, it's 2-0. Yeah. It's, no. uh, oh. oh, Chris, you, you picked Independence Day? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, okay. for sure. For sure. whatever reason, I thought you'd pick Transformers as well. No, no. <laughs> I, uh... I don't like either of these movies, honestly. Oh. But yeah, you like Independence Day. You I still will, don't know it yet. No, but <laughs> I will pick Independence Day for the one reason: because you gave the greatest American speech ever since. Yes. Yes. Whatever. And How could I have forgotten if, to mention Bill if, Pullman's greatest speech if, ever if that they tried to recreate a, in the sequel and failed? Oh my god! If you're going to give me a speech about America, I will give you the vote because I love America. So I'm voting for America right now. <laughs> that means I'm voting for Independence Day. That, that America. Break, that'll break Michael Bay's heart because there's no one who's more like grandiose America. Um, well, Armageddon is very American too. So if Armageddon was on this list, I would give it my vote. I I I have to say, I when I rewatched Independence Day, I didn't think it held up that well, to be honest. I, I think you're wrong. There's I think you need to rewatch it again. There's so a lot of getting around staring at screens in Independence Day, and, and that is like death to me in an action movie. It's so boring when people are just staring at screens. But um, but uh, but yeah, the speech, amazing. Uh, the special effects were, were, were really fun at the time, and, uh, and the I certainly think it's much better than the sequel. And I, I would give it, I, I also could watch the Transformers movie, first Transformers movie and have an okay time with it, but I would go with Independence Day. The shaky um, cam turns me off from that first Transformers. Anytime the robots fight, watch, you can't see it because they shake the stupid camera. <laughs> I can't watch Charlotte Buff anymore. I'm just, I'm done with him. I, I'll, I'll give Fury a pass because it's a great movie, but Shia LaBeouf, I've just, I just, I, I every time I see his face, I just want to vomit. <laughs> 
And I'm not wow. saying because he's ugly or anything. I'm saying because I just don't like him. <laughs> I, I have no problem with Shia LaBeouf. I, I have a problem with Megan Fox more. Um, but anyway, okay. So next uh, we have uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King versus Lawrence of Arabia. I haven't seen Lawrence of Arabia, and I have no interest in Lord of the Rings, oh, Return no, of the King. So if I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch a three-and-a-half-hour to four-hour movie with the extended edition scenes that makes it even longer, I'm going to sit down and watch Return of the King. <laughs> that movie is the best. It is the best. I mean, that whole Lord of the Rings trilogy is amazing, but, man, Peter Jackson did a great job summing that up. And when you read the books – and you know what he cut to kind of keep the movie going and stuff like that. And he cut some major plot points. He did a good job the way he cut them because, you know, he made a decision. We're going to follow the ring. And so the way that he even constructed the movie and making some of those major cuts from the book, I have zero complaints. Like, just the way he put that movie together, I loved it. Return of the King gets my vote no matter what movie you're going to put up against it, maybe. All right. Oh. <laughs> Um, so you should definitely watch Lawrence of Arabia. It's really it good. Is, it is. It is I'm not really saying it's good. bad. I'm just <laughs> saying that Return of the King would always win that fight. I'm just putting that out there. I have nothing against your vote. Uh, just saying you should definitely watch Lawrence of Arabia at some point. Um, because again, it's just, it's such a well made film. It's, I mean, it's just so good. Um, but so, so is Return of the King. Return of the King actually, I don't know if it's my favorite because I really like the Two Tower. I mean, I like you said, I, oh, two I love, great. Yeah. I love all three of the Lord of the Rings trilogy so much, and I'm right there with you. My grandma, this is like her favorite franchise, so I've seen it a many time, and we have had many a weekend where we just like block out <laughs> the weekend and have an extended edition marathon because can i come over next time you do so one That's awesome. yeah come on fly on out to denver uh, <laughs> oh so this one this one is hard because i do love Lawrence of arabia i'm gonna go return of the king because i think it has a little bit more of a, a watchability factor for me personally but i mean i mean well Lawrence of arabia doesn't need my stamp of approval it's already in like <laughs> cinema history so you know <laughs> All right. Well, I finally watched Lawrence Arabia for the first time this week, and it's a really, really good movie. I yeah. thought the first two and a half hours were really good, but the last hour I felt kind of dragged a bit. And even if the last hour was as good as the first two and a half hours, I still would give it to Return of the King because that movie is so good. Isn't it? Isn't it? I, I, don't, I don't care what anybody says about the 23 endings. I'll take 50 <laughs> other endings. Oh, yes. You didn't want it to end. That's why they gave you so many endings, because they wanted you to stay there. You wanted to stay in Middle Earth. You didn't want to leave because your three-year journey was at an end. And it was so great and grand from Fellowship. And then it got better with Two Towers. And then Return of the King capped it all off perfectly. It's a great trilogy, a perfect trilogy. And that's why Return of the King gets my vote. All right. I, I went to Hobbiton and I stood by Sam's yellow door, the one that ended the movie. That was so awesome. I loved it. It was so great. Was there a little uh, what what, what did Gandalf leave on it? The little why? <laughs> oh yeah, no, that wasn't on there. <laughs> that would have been cool if it was. They actually blocked off Bilbo's house, and you were not allowed to walk up his driveway to go to his uh, to his door. 
Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I would actually gone with Lawrence of Arabia. I, I like both films, but I think Lawrence of Arabia, the characters are so interesting to me. And like, I just never know what they're going to do. And I, I, I love Lawrence as a character. I think he's just fascinating. I, but so Rachel, Rachel, Aragorn, and all the, what is it? Four <laughs> other realms. They got together and defeated evil. It's, it's no, like, I, I do love it, and like I love America defeating evil and winning. You take <laughs> Mordor, the forces of evil were defeated by Aragorn and Frodo and the One yeah. Ring. Oh, how about this? For all of <laughs> I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. Uh, Come on! Oh, I tear up every time. Every time. Yeah, it's Frodo. really good. Samwise becomes the hero of, particularly in those versions. Uh, becomes the hero, you know, starts out with sort of Frollo, but, um, but anyway, yeah, it's a great movie. So I have no problem with that, but, um, okay. So next we have, uh, we have passion of the Christ versus the 10 commandments. Oh, you could not have picked a harder category there because 10 commandments is, it's fantastic. It is a great, great movie. I love the 10 commandments. Um, Passion of the Christ is so well done, but it's so hard to watch since it's one guy being tortured from the beginning to the end of the movie. Oh, man. But I feel like passion is what's sticking out in my head because I remember when I went and I I saw it on the big screen, and and I'm not like everybody else. So when I was watching this movie, there were people in the theater having religious experiences, and I was the one weirdo who's like, I love that camera shot. And then the way he's lifting the cross in this particular scene, and then the music is swelling up. Yes, because, you know, Christian movies typically are pretty bad. And so finally Mel Gibson does one, and it's like, this is how it's done. This this, this is awesome. So I don't know. I, I think I'm going to pick Passion of the Christ, but it's very, very close because Ten Commandments is very good. Yeah, Passion of the Christ is, is definitely hard to watch. It is um, kind of a, a staple Mel Gibson-style film, uh, obviously, with uh, religion added in there as well, because we've, we've noted through his filmmaking that is a pretty prevalent um, theme in his films. It is really well made. Um, it just... It doesn't have that watch rewatchability factor for me, whereas Ten Commandments, especially growing up, was something we watched <laughs> on the marathons that they show it, like every Easter, <laughs> see the Ten Commandments. So I've seen which, it many that's more not times. particularly an Easter movie, though, which is so interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just think, I, I think, again, the characters are so well written in the Ten Commandments. It is yeah. very long. Uh, <laughs> And but but you don't again you don't lose interest which is which is a big testament to all of these older films that are in this category is most of them even still running in at three three and a half four hour runtimes are still just so well written they don't need the big spectacle and production that these new Hollywood features have that they keep your interest so I'm gonna vote for the Ten Commandments. Well. I will also be eliminated from this because I have not seen Ten Commandments. But as someone who's seen movies that are very similar to Ten Commandments, like Prince of Egypt and uh, Exodus, Gods and Kings, I would have to assume it's more like Prince of Egypt. But, you know, Passion of the Christ, 
I probably would still vote for it even if I had seen Ten Commandments because as a Christian myself, oh man, I was bawling like a baby. I didn't know if I was going to finish it because I just felt so awful. I was like, oh my God, like this is just brutal. So, yeah. All right. Well, we'll just, I guess, count that because, uh, because I actually haven't seen Passion of the Christ. I just came out while I was on my mission and I just haven't, I don't know, had this. It's a good one, but you got to be like emotionally ready for that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things that really gets me about the movie every time is there's different lines throughout the movie that underscore this was his choice. Like he could have chosen yeah. deliverance at any given time, but it was his choice to keep going through this. And so to me, that kind of just underscores the power of the movie watching it. Like, dang. Yeah. I, I would have called I, down lightning. I mean, in 10 commandments, you have Ann Baxter as Nefertiti. I think that alone would get yeah. my vote for commandments. <laughs> I love, she's so like ridiculous. And I you love Carlton Heston with the beard as well. Yul Brenner is just amazing. He was like, you know, there's something like you can say, like Tom Hanks is the new Jimmy Stewart, or, you know, you can say like, so, so and so is the new Cary Grant, but I, there's nobody, no one's the new Yul Brenner. Like he was just totally unique and totally amazing, I think. And uh, so, uh, but anyway, so the dead. what's that? We need a resurrection from the dead. I miss <laughs> you. <laughs> All right. All right. We're, we're almost finished uh, this main round. So um, we have totally opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, we have Animal House versus Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, man. Okay, oh, so so easy. this is easy so for easy. me. I have never seen Smokey and the Bandit, but when I watched Animal House, I have never been so passionate about my hatred towards a movie in a long time. But I hate Animal House. I couldn't even believe what I was watching. If I wasn't bored, I was just angry i mean first off okay so we live in in an extremely (laughs) political correct society and here's what's so hypocritical about political correctness there's like this cutoff date starting at this date and moving forward if you do something that's not politically correct you will be crucified for it but going backwards anything that breaks all the politically correct rules you're fine and Animal House could not survive if it was made today. Number one, that humor is not alive today. Uh, number two, it is one of the most rapey college movies I think I have ever seen. Oh, my gosh. It was bad. It was bad. And it wasn't funny. Like, I tried to laugh. I tried. Like, I even fake laughed a few places thinking maybe that'll just get it going for me. And I just couldn't even figure out what was funny about this movie. So, ah, I don't know. I was, I was bored. It wasn't funny. It's a just. I'm done. That's it. Rant over. Why not get your vote by default? Yes. All right. Yeah, this actually is a category of two films that I'm don't love. Um, (laughs) Animal House mainly. I just. It's been. Admittedly, it's been a little bit since I've actually watched Animal House, but it's just not my style of humor. It's never been my style of humor, so I. I didn't get it either because you hear all of these things about how great it is. Um, Plus it's one of those cases where I'm spending, like Rachel mentioned in another film, I'm spending this time with all of these characters that I I don't really like the people like this. This is never a setting I'd have found myself in or really have a desire to find myself in and people that I I don't really want to hang out with. So (laughs) it's hard to like, get engaged and understand the humor and understand what 
what is great about situations in that situation. Smokey and the Bandit is just, I mean, I guess it's fine. I just, I don't know. It's very unremarkable to me. It's just good old Burt Reynolds. The, uh, this kind of film is just, again, it's kind of like the Western where I, I'm not really interested, but I guess I, I prefer it to Animal House. So I'll, I'll go with Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, this is a very easy one. Um, Smoking the Bandit is a fun movie. It's not like the greatest of all time, but it's like a fun movie with Burt Reynolds and Sally Fields back when she was really good looking. And Chris, I feel I feel the same way about you. I freaking hate Animal House. It's it's not funny. Like I don't no. I, I'm I don't attach to any character. Like who am I supposed to be attached to? John Belushi? I don't attach it to him. If it wasn't John Belushi, would I even even care more? And like anybody else, like I don't remember any character's name. No. It's like, it's stupid. It's not funny, and you can't attach to any character, and I, I've i forgotten ex- almost everything about the movie, except the fact that there was, like, were they on horses, and they were dressed like military guys, and they were like... Oh, that was stupid. Giving, giving crap that was stupid. <laughs> like, it's, I, uh, it's stupid. It's dumb. That movie cannot be made today. That's, like, that's the real thing. Like, it cannot nope. be made today. It would be scrutinized to all crap. It'd be, oh, it would not make it. Oh, terrible movie. Hated it. Hated it. Well, I haven't seen Animal House, and you've convinced me not to see it. It's uh, dumb. So, it is so dumb. Yeah, this doesn't look good to me. Um, okay, uh, this one I think was probably the hardest of the whole thing, is uh, for me at least, uh, would be Back to the Future versus Rocky. Wow. That is hard. But looking at myself and my own personality, I'll go with back to the future because I love that whole trilogy. And I think that whole trilogy just works so well together. I love the humor of it. I love Christopher Lloyd. I, um, why am I, why, why is Marty's name blinking on me? What's his name in real life? Uh, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Michael Fox. J. Fox. Yeah. I love Christopher Lloyd. I love Michael J. Fox. I cannot believe his name blinked on me. But anyway, point is, is I just, Every bit of those movies I love, and I could go back and rewatch Back to the Future a million times over. But I do love the first Rocky. The first Rocky is a great movie. It's a great Sylvester Stallone movie, and nice little twist ending there where you want Rocky to win. But yeah, no, it's uh, I mean, it's a good movie. But Back to the Future is what wins my vote. This is like a an interesting case because they're obviously very different films. It's. It feels like Back to the Future is just so much more unique, but you have to qualify that with the fact that I think Rocky kind of started the formula um, that we see so often today with sports films and with the like underdog trading montage, all all that jazz. Kind of Rocky was the the start to all that. So while Back to the Future feels much more unique, much more like kind of innovative and cool. I mean, I guess because it it pulled off a formula maybe that isn't as easy to replicate. So I don't know. It's it's like a double-edged sword. Um, So Rocky is definitely like, I think Rocky is my favorite Sylvester Stallone film out of all the films he's done. Um, I'm going to give it to Back to the Future as well. Um, Going back to rewatchability, something I've seen many more times. And it does stick out just in sci-fi culture in mainstream culture at large still to this day as does Rocky um, but it's just more of an enjoyable film for me more fun 
this 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 is kind of tough because this is like apples and oranges at its finest. I mean, <laughs> two completely different kinds of movies, and they're both so great in their own values. In fact, I remember like two days at work, two days ago at work, this one of my coworkers is like, I don't like the first Rocky. It's boring. Then me and my other coworker are like, what? How can you not like Rocky? It's, like, it's, 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 it's the it's inner politics of boxing. And you're like, let's, let's sit down and watch uh, Dr. Zhivago, and then we can talk about boring. Yeah. <laughs> or um, watch uh, that stupid uh, Sean, um, the Sean Gunn movie. Is that his name? Sean Gunn is – am I Sean thinking? Gunn? Sean Penn? Yeah, Sean Penn. What was it? I was, because it's the gunman. His, the Sean oh, Penn God. movie with the gunman. If you want to talk about boring, go watch that movie. Then come tell me it's rock horrible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, anyways, story out of the way. I love Rocky so much. It's so good. It led to Rocky Four, which brought together the ending of the Cold War. Rocky defeating the Russian, uniting American <laughs> and the robot. The robot. Yeah, and the robot. But Back to the Future. You got Doc. You got Marty. You got the DeLorean. You got Earth Angel. I gotta give it to Back to the Future. Eighty-eight miles per hour. Yeah, I would have voted for Back to the Future too, but I do think that Rocky, the script is. So well done. I think people, yeah, we, you know, because the it has developed a formula. But if you actually pay attention, the dialogue is super well written, and the characters are really good. Like it deserved to win Best Picture. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a really good movie. It is a really good movie. That's why this not that, that category was hard in particular. Yeah. Rocky it's is not good. boring. It's the ultimate underdog story about if you go the distance, you will make it in life, whether you yeah. win or lose. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a great romance too. Yes. Like really, that feels relatable. And that, uh, so, all right. Uh, next we have my favorite movie, Batman 1989, <laughs> uh, Men in Black. Oh, oh well, that's kind of easy for me. Um, I'll go with Batman 1989. Nothing against Men in Black, though. Men in Black was really fun. And it came out like the next year after Independence Day. So Will Smith hit a hot streak there with those alien sci-fi movies. But, uh, Men in Black is so fun. I really enjoyed it. It's a great movie, but um, my mind just blanked. What were we just talking about? Men in Black? Batman. What was it? Batman. Batman. Gosh, how can my mind blank on Batman 1989? Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Holy cow. I mean, that was awesome. And Michael Keaton did a great job in that role. I don't know. I just, Batman takes it from me if I had to compare it with those two. This is a really hard choice for me because I actually really really like both of these movies a lot. Um, as you said, Will Smith, I mean, just period, in the, like, throughout the 90s and early aughts was on a hot streak. I mean, he was, like, one of the biggest stars in the world and could do no wrong. Everything he touched was box office gold. And most of the time, really fun and good. Um, makes me, like, miss that Will Smith with yeah, the, like, the stuff he puts to, out now. I'm like, yeah, no. I'm trying to win an Oscar. Like, <laughs> I, I miss that Will Smith. Um, <laughs> oh, but, and I love Men in Black. I think it is such a fun, inventive cool story i love the um relationship between he and tommy lee jones i think they work so well together um i also love batman from 1989 Uh, we talked a lot about that one in the last one oh gosh just because to throw a dissent because i think i know obviously where david is gonna go maybe i don't know i'm gonna vote for men in black this is actually really tough because you know I'm a huge Batman fan. 
That's why you're going to go with Batman, right? But <laughs> I still haven't decided yet, honestly. Men in Black is so great as well. I mean, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. I love Tommy Lee Jones. I I always quote him from Jason Bourne where he, he just goes, sure, because I just, just – he's he, the grumpy old man persona he has is so hilarious, and I love it. And then to see that go with Will Smith – so good. Uh, this is tough. You got Will Smith versus Jack Nicholson's Joker and Men in Black. Yes. Oh, come oh, on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll right. give it this. This is what decided for me. Will Smith and Jack Nicholson cancel each other out. But you got Michael Keaton versus Tommy Lee Jones. I'm picking Tommy Lee Jones this time around. Oh. <laughs> now, if it was Batman wow. forever, I would not Very be exciting. picking <laughs> All right. Uh, so we have uh, last one. This bracket uh, is uh, My Fair Lady versus West Side Story. It's our musical bracket. This is so easy for me. This is so easy. Yeah, this was kind of hard because I don't know. Both of them are movies I'm kind of just mediocre on. Like I'm not passionate about either one of those movies in either way. But if I had to pick, I think I'm going to go with um, West Side Story. And the reason I'm going to pick it is because I did a lot of Shakespeare growing up, doing a lot of theater, West Side Stories, kind of a Romeo and Juliet weird thing. So I'll pick that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're both good films. I mean, obviously, again, two films that don't need my seal of approval by any means. Um, again, West Side Story has like some some elements that I'm like, mm more so than My Fair Lady does. When you're but, a jet, you're a jet all the way. <laughs> but I had more fun with the dynamic of West Side Story. Obviously, you have, like, the, like, iconic uh, musical numbers. I, so I'm going to vote West Side Story. Well, shoot. I would go with My Fair Lady because I love My Fair Lady, and I don't like West Side Story. <laughs> I, honestly, I couldn't even finish West Side Story because oh. – like I was talking about with Animal House earlier. I mean, I don't hate it as much as Animal House, but I couldn't connect to anybody. I honestly, I could not connect with any character in West Side Story. My Fair Lady, I connected with the dynamic of Audrey Hepburn and um, what's his name? Harrison. Rex Harrison. I thought their dynamic was awesome. I thought it was funny. And I thought like trying to take this lady from the road, from the streets, like trying to make her presentable for like the rich people and whatnot. I just love that. I just love that movie. And my side story, it just. I I love both of them. I think snap somewhere that, else. I love the lyrics in West Side Story. You got Stephen Sondheim in there doing the lyrics, and you know, Puerto Rico, my heart's devotion. May you sink into the ocean. You know, it's really good. I uh, did not have a little bit of luck here. <laughs> um, but I I I'm not crazy about the ending of My Fair Lady. I I kind of I loved it. I loved it. But I, but I love it too. I mean, it's amazing. So I'm a huge Audrey Hepburn fan girl. So, <coughs> and I do love the music in there too. So it's really good. All right. So now for these next rounds, let's just kind of pump them out a, a little bit uh, since we've gotten our opinions on all of these films. Um, <clears throat> okay. So uh, next we have uh, Avatar versus ET. I'm going to go with Avatar. Oh, I'm going to vote for E.T. <laughs> <laughs> I am also going to vote for E.T. All right. Ooh. I mean, E.T.'s great, but Avatar, I, I know, man. but, but okay. Steven Spielberg versus James Cameron, and nine times out of ten, Steven Spielberg's always going to win for me. Plus, 
it's a good the point. The cuter alien should win. <laughs> <laughs> even um, though the alien, even though the cuter alien is all crusty and old, but the other aliens are all blue and magical. And having sex <laughs> and all this other weird stuff. Hey, you like see that like it's a bad it's thing. Much. It's too much. Avatar is like too long. Thing. It would be good. I mean, it's good. <laughs> it's a good movie, but it's just, in my opinion, it's just too long for the story. Yeah, Titanic is, is longer. It should be in, I think, honestly, an hour shorter. Um, Okay, so next we have Ben Hur versus Jurassic Park. Oh, you are evil. Um, <laughs> I'll go with Jurassic Park. The nine-year-old in me won't let me vote anything different. I'm voting Jurassic Park. Yeah, I love Ben Hur. I mentioned the cherry seed, but I'm also gonna vote for Jurassic Park. Ben Hur is a great movie, but like I said, you got the magic of Jurassic Park is just too real. Jurassic Park. All right. Next, we have The Exorcist versus The Lion King. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm going with The Lion King. So. <laughs> um, the Circle of Life versus uh, Demonic Possession. Oh, uh, this one, I mean, I guess is a little bit harder than I would think if you just kind of like struck it on me. I'm not, I wasn't prepared for this uh, matchup. <laughs> I, this one's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to compare the two, and I love them both so much. I'm going to go with The Lion King as well, but I love you, Exorcist. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I kind of uh, went with The Exorcist last time, kind of gave it a little bit underdog run, but I think I'll end it here and say Lion King. Right. Where else are you going to see a bracket where Exorcist <laughs> and Lion King are side by side? That is no hilarious. Other. No yeah, other ones. That's what makes this fun. Um, Unless it's yeah. like the apples and oranges bracket of America. <laughs> well, the next one's really weird too. Uh, we have uh, we have a bunch of weird ones coming up. Uh, um, so we have Empire Strikes Back versus Snow White. <laughs> oh my god, that is a weird one. It's I mean, weird. Empire Strikes Back. I already made that decree. Empire Strikes Back is going to win, but oh god. Uh, yeah, sorry, Snow White. Um, uh, Empire Strikes Back. I am not sorry, Snow White. The Empire will blow you up for taking out the cute little puppies. Uh, so we're down next, that well. Next one is is weird too. We have we're never gonna let it go. <laughs> next we have Greece versus the Godfather. Oh God! Ah, <laughs> uh, it's easy, but it is hilarious. Yeah, that that is hilarious. I, mean, I, I similarities. They have greased hair. Each yeah, each has greased hair. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like Godfather's going to win this. So I'm going to go against the grain and say Greece. Oh, uh, you might you might have underestimated my love of Greece a little bit. Because <laughs> um, while I really do like the Godfather, no. the <laughs> I mentioned this word quite a bit in that first round. Rewatchability factor, especially when we're talking about these type of films. It's a big thing for me. Oh, but I am okay. I am a Marlon Brando like fanboy. Um, so <laughs> that makes this decision a little bit harder. But Rizzo, I just I just love Rizzo. Like I'm just gonna be honest. She's probably my favorite character in Greece. I just I love Rizzo. Um <laughs> I'm gonna vote Greece. <laughs> no! 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 <laughs> I know. James Earl Jones is here, but I'm saying no. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. That's so I, funny. I, I, I shouldn't have gave Greece the vote last time. I the family is going to be after you all. <laughs> the Corleones, they're coming for you. Uh, um, I just, I just don't like the message of Greece at the end. That's, that's the thing that I, I don't care for. You know, the oh, idea. Hey, I, will defend the become, I can agree, but I was just so bored the, in The Godfather. I was yeah. so bored. I did yes. not see what has made that such a classic. And yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry but, to all Godfather fans. I just don't get it. <laughs> I will say, but, Greece, yeah. what is more magical than fl- the message of if you pick the greaser, you fly off into the sunset and you never come back down? <laughs> but I don't like she has to turn into the bad girl. I, I don't yeah, like that. Yeah. I'm not honestly. a fan. It was a little weird. Anyway, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, So next we have a superhero showdown. We have Avengers versus the Dark Knight. Oh, oh, this is cruel and unusual. It's too easy. (laughs) Uh, I'll go with um, the Dark Knight, though. Uh, Well, these are both up until this year, for sure. They have been part of my top three favorite superhero films of all time. Uh, just because obviously I know where David's going. I'm gonna throw, gonna throw a bone to the Avengers because I do love it. Well, you know, I'm picking one of the greatest movies of all time as opposed to one of the most average movies of all time. That's right. <laughs> you got nothing on the Dark Knight. You should have been more like your sequel, Age of Ultron, and you should have been more like the first Iron Man because they're better Marvel movies than you'll ever be. <laughs> all right, next we have Shrek Two versus Butch Cassidy. Uh, Shrek another two. odd one. Another odd one. Uh, they're both really fun with like fun dynamics at the leads, but I'm gonna go Shrek Two on this one. <sighs> if I was a deciding vote, or like first or second, I would probably throw a bone to Butch Cassidy, but it's Shrek Two. You know honestly, it. Uh, honestly, I would go Shrek <laughs> Two because I quote Shrek every day. I mean, I, I have a terrible Mike Myers impersonation, but it's just it's so fun to quote Shrek and Donkey. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, Shrek 2. Okay, uh, we have Beverly's Cop versus Home Alone. Home Alone. I'm going to vote Home Alone as well. Dang it, Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> <laughs> Home Alone is so good. One of the most, it is so I think good. It's one of the underrated uh, John Williams scores, too. I love the score of that movie. People, um, a lot of people forget that he scored that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so The Sting versus Independence Day. Independence Day. Uh, I think I'm going to vote for Independence Day too. Dang it! I would go Sting. Yeah, Sting. I think is a better movie, but um, but uh, but yeah, I get the nostalgia. Sorry, Um, film like connoisseurs. (laughs) I keep letting you down with my Greece and Independence Day love. I'll forgive you, Greece, but I will never forgive you for Independence Day because Greece is actually a good movie. (laughs) <laughs> uh, all right uh lord of the rings return of the king versus the passion of the christ uh return of the king return of the king return of the king all right okay um <laughs> uh this one smoky and the bandit versus back to the future <laughs> back to the future <laughs> like i said smoky was eh for me so back to the future for sure back to the future Right. Yeah! Unanimous. Okay, we have Men in Black versus West Side Story. Men in Black, for sure. <laughs> Men in Black. <laughs> Men in Black overkill every day of the week. 
Yes. <laughs> All right. So we finished that pretty quick. Okay. Next we have uh, E.T. versus Jurassic Park. Oh, oh man. Heightened of Jurassic Park though. Jurassic Park. That's still that's still my my magic right. right there. Yeah, this one this one is a little bit tougher than E.T.'s first couple of rounds for me. <laughs> um I, I mean I just loved E.T. as a kid and I just I love the story, but like Jurassic Park is a truly magical like film, period. So I'm going to vote Jurassic Park. You know, it's tough because it's too easy. I would, I'm obviously going to pick Jurassic Park, but it's so tough because I hate voting against ET because it's so good. But like I said before, the magic of Jurassic Park just outweighs ET's magic just by a little bit. I mean, I'll take dinosaurs over aliens any day of the week. (laughs) I do think that uh, ET has maybe, in my opinion, maybe the best child acting performance ever oh yeah henry thomas yeah. is so great in that movie um okay uh next we have lion king versus empire strikes back empire strikes back that was hard but i i have to pick empire strikes back they're both technically disney now anyway <laughs> oh lion king uh you i'm sorry i i love you i really really love you but i also have to vote for the empire strikes back like I said before, it's just too unfair. I mean, if this was if it was going against Toy Story, it may be a different story, but I gotta go Empire. Now the, this is a really weird mix-up. We have Grease versus Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is weird. I'm going with the Dark Knight, but that that is such a weird coupling. That's awesome. <laughs> Yep, I, I've championed you to this point, Grace. Um, but I, I have to vote for the Dark Knight. It would have made more sense if it was the Dark Knight versus the Godfather people. Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter it because would have made I'm more sense. because there was a chance that I possibly would not have voted for the Dark Knight. But I am voting for the Dark Knight now. <laughs> okay, um, oh. Struck Two versus Home Alone. Uh, Home Alone, that one definitely for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I think Shrek 2 has its has its own version, I guess, of Timeless. But just the way the Shrek movies are put together, they, they're they always going to be rooted in their time. Yeah. And I yeah. think uh, Home, Home Alone just has a complete Timeless quality to it uh, that kind of transcends that. So Home Alone. And Home Alone is, like, surprisingly, like, touching, too. It's not it just is. comedy. It is like, very touching. It'll bring on the feels the hardcore. Yeah, I I was gonna go with Shrek too, and I hate saying that because like it seems like I'm going against Home Alone when I'm really not because it really is a good movie. It's just the fact that the competition I prefer it over that, but Home Alone is definitely deserving to get this far in the tournament because it is that good of a movie. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Independence Day versus Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Oh, Return of the King. I mean, I love <laughs> Independence Day. Fantastic nostalgia, but yeah, it's Return of the King. Yeah, this is one where Independence Day is bested on pretty much all levels, including scope and action and special effects. So, Return of the King. This is exactly where Independence Day must die because Return of the King is better <laughs> on every standpoint from acting, visual effects, and still on to this day. 
writing, directing, storytelling, actually making sense and not being a schlock of CGI garbage. Return of the King. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm so, not blinded by nostalgia uh, at all. I, I didn't think that anyone was tougher on Independence Day than me, but you're you're tougher on it. I, I really I, don't like it. I, I think I, it's completely overrated. I, I do think it's overrated. and I, That's why I didn't hate the second one as much because it felt like, oh, it's just the same thing as the first one, honestly. Oh, but it's, it's not the same thing as the first no. one. It is so many levels below they the first one. They are both garbage. They are both garbage. The oh, only, the only uh, difference no, is you break on. my heart. You break my heart. It's, it's not garbage. The only difference <laughs> is that the first one has a great American booyah speech. The second one has better updated graphics because it's 20 years later. Other than that, the story is still garbage. No, no, no. Um, but it, it's not a great movie. I, but I don't think it's as, I don't think it's garbage. Okay. Uh, so next we have uh, Back to the Future versus Men in Black. Oh man, I'm actually I I shouldn't have hesitated. I'm sorry. That was a moment of doubt. I'm gonna go with Back <laughs> to the Future. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Moment of hesitation. They're both great movies, but in the end. I will watch Back to the Future more times than I'll watch Men in Black. Um, <laughs> let me. Uh, okay, so I. Uh, I'm gonna vote Back to the Future, but it's very, it's much closer than I think typically this matchup is for people because I really do love Men in Black, but I think just cultural significance. Obviously, Back to the Future has made a bigger impact on our culture in general. Plus, I mean, again, it's just a, such a unique, wonderful, like, crazy sci-fi film. Back to the Future. I'm kind of down to myself because the obvious choice is Back to the Future, but I almost want to give a bone to Men in Black because it just seems like... Nah, nah, screw that. I'm going back to Jesus. <laughs> okay. So uh, we're we're almost we're almost finished. So we have Jurassic Park versus Empire Strikes Back. I was dreading this. <laughs> oh gosh. I don't I don't know what to do. I mean, no matter which one I go with, I feel like the YouTube community is gonna get angry at me. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me go first. Let me go first this time. Okay. These are both of my top ten all time favorite movies of all time. And probably tomorrow I'll change my mind, but I will give the bone to Jurassic Park this time. All right. It's up to you, Chris. Well, I was leaning towards Jurassic Park. I love Empire Strikes Back, and a vote for Jurassic Park is not a vote against Empire Strikes Back, because I love Empire Strikes Back. But the magic of Jurassic Park, man, the magic. It's dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite film like period out of any film ever done period the empire strikes oh. back is my favorite it's a good favorite man you should definitely have that as your favorite is, i didn't know you were super into star wars i am and this is the best of the best for me I, like i said earlier it has the best cinematic reveal in cinema history and just the stakes the weight I know some people get sick of like the middle part of trilogies being like the dark part before you open up to the light. But again, we can't really fault Empire Strikes Back we'll because this was it like started that. It started it. It was like yeah. the beginning of that kind of formula that just series after series, including Lord of the Rings with the two towers, yeah. all kind of followed. Um, 
and it it just is so good. I just love everything about the Empire Strikes Back. So that would have gotten my vote. Just it kills me a little bit inside. I love Jurassic Park, but definitely the Empire Strikes Back would have been my yeah. Favorite. See that bracket just sucked because Empire yeah, Strikes Back is amazing. It's a near perfect movie. I love it. I cannot find anything negative with it, but I just I have to go back to when I was nine, and I and just the magic of those dinosaurs is still with me today. So I'll say this. Because Empire is actually not my favorite Star Wars movie. It's my second favorite. Jedi, Return of the Jedi is my favorite. Oh. If it was Return of the Jedi, I probably would have picked that over Jurassic Park just because I love it so much. Now, my yeah. question is, like, what's going to happen now when The Last Jedi comes out? When I say Jedi, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, that was hard. So next, we have uh, <laughs> we have The Dark Knight versus Home Alone. <laughs> oh gosh oh this is just taking a bad turn for me this is, oh this is okay a little too easy for me um i uh, oh okay i think i think in my head dark knight is kind of winning but i'm gonna be go in pain head. no matter what i throw my go vote to head. so i'm gonna go with dark knight uh, <laughs> yeah, this one is really hard for me too. They they evoke such different emotional reactions. Uh, just I think just maybe to be a, a little bit of a contrarian, I'll vote for Home Alone because they're pretty they're pretty close in my book. They are very close in mine. It was that was hard. Uh, as someone who grew up and watched Home Alone a lot as a kid, and then someone who, when he was, what was it? I was in eighth grade that summer, watching The Dark Knight for the first time, changed my life forever. Childhood versus middle school age. <laughs> I'm going to give it to The Dark Knight, obviously, because <laughs> it, just, it changed my life forever. It's the reason why I'm doing, why I love movies so much. I love Home Alone. It was one of the beginning movies in my childhood that made me a big movie fan, but The Dark Knight set me on my path, and that's why I'm going to The Dark Knight. All right. Uh, then we have another tough one. Is Lord of the Rings Return of the King versus Back to the Future? Oh, That, that is tough, but I'm definitely going to give it to Return of the King. I mean, <laughs> kind of like The Dark Knight set you on your path, it was Return of the King, or the Lord of the Rings trilogy, really, that kind of set me on mine, man. I... I love those movies so much. So, Return of the King. Yeah, I think I'm also going to vote for Return of the King because I think as a just filmmaking standpoint, I think it is the superior film on almost all levels, except obviously comedy, uh, <laughs> because that's not really present there. Um, but I, think I would it, say I mean, pacing. I, I, I think it's much better paced than Lord of the Rings, but Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I guess an argument could be made for that. I just enjoy everything that's happening throughout the entirety of the film. That The length doesn't bother me at all with any of the Lord of the Rings original trilogy. So I, I'm I can make them longer. The I don't care. I'll watch yeah. that whole thing. I don't care either. I mean, well, I'm definitely picking Return of the King, and I love the extended edition of Return of the King. Oh, it makes it like, man. what, four hours or something? It's so good. When they're talking in the mouth of Sauron at the gate, oh my gosh! Yeah, or when like you see more of the um, the dead army, yeah, you see the uh, the um, ships from the west coming in. I'm like, 
That's so, so good. <laughs> it's a good yeah. song for sure. Okay. So we're almost done. So we oh, next crud. have The Dark Knight versus Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Oh. Oh. Huh. You know, this is not going to get any easier from this point. Oh, why do I subject myself to this pain? Return of the King. Uh-huh. So, in this case, I think definitely the Dark Knight has that pacing. That <laughs> it has a clear <laughs> advantage for me in pacing with Return of the King. Um, and I, as much as I, I do rag on the DCEU and their their use of darkness up until Wonder Woman and trying to be dark, I am I, I do love me some darkness. Obviously, if I'm a horror person who loves Empire Strikes Back as their like favorite film ever. I like dark films. <laughs> Darkness. Um, or yes. <laughs> oh, this is this is a very hard one. But I think that oh gosh. I think maybe the writing is the writing is better, I'll say that. In The Return of the King. The effects are better, but if you ask me what I would watch right now, it would be The Dark Knight. So I'm going to vote for The Dark Knight. This is a tough one. <laughs> it is. I mean, there's so many movies in here that are in my top ten of all time, from Jurassic Park to Empire to The Dark Knight to Return of the King. I mean, some are part of the greatest trilogies of all time. The Dark Knight is like the middle ground, like the definition of the superhero genre, the defining ch- moment of The Dark Knight trilogy even though it's the middle saga and then return of the king caps all off for the Lord of the Rings saga. I'm giving it to Batman. <laughs> I'm going with the dark Knight. It's a worthy choice. It's a worthy choice. <laughs> Good movie. I, 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 I get it. Um, okay. Next <laughs> we have, um, uh, we have, this is the final the final. Oh boy. Uh, I'm scared. I am scared. We have Jurassic park versus the dark Knight. Cool. And this the final cool. in the Twitter tournament was Empire Strikes Back versus Back to the Future, just so you know. Oh, well, if it was that one, I would have definitely picked Empire Strikes Back. Um, this would have been harder for me if it was Empire Strikes Back versus Jurassic Park. That would have been the thing I would have dreaded. I love The Dark Knight, but I will give it to Jurassic Park. Nostalgia kind of wins out for me on top of the fact that it is a very solid movie. What, sorry, what did you say? Jurassic Park. Oh, Jurassic Park, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is a slightly easier round than either of these films just came from um, in terms of me like deciding which one I want. Because while I do really, really like The Dark Knight, uh, I mentioned it before, Steven Spielberg is my, my favorite director of all time. And this is right up there with... At l- uh, I struggled to say favor. I'd have to put more more thought into making a ranking, but definitely like yeah. top two or three Spielberg films for me. The score <laughs> is one of the most iconic scores of all time. The graphics, as I said, hold up. So what? Twenty four years later. Um, so I'm, I'm going to pick Jurassic Park. Last final round. I went with The Dark Knight over Wonder Woman. This time around, I will go Jurassic Park. 
Wow. My number one director, Christopher Nolan, going against my second favorite, Steven Spielberg. And the reason why I will pick Jurassic Park is because I'm not sure if The Dark Knight is even my favorite out of the trilogy, but Jurassic Park is easily my favorite out of all the Jurassic Park movies. So I would think it's definitely the best of, yeah, very, I would not have expected Jurassic Park to win, but I do love it. So yay. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's so hard to rank Spielberg movies because you feel like a bad person, like putting yeah. a dinosaur movie over like Schindler's list. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, one, is, one is depressing and sad. It makes you break down and cry. And the other one makes you cry tears of joy when you see something magical, mystical, like a dinosaur, even if it's eating a guy taking a crap. Yeah. We should do, maybe do <laughs> a, awesome. a podcast when he's ranking the Spielberg movies. Cause, cause it is really hard. Cause you're like, wow, people died on Normandy. I'm going to put my, my, uh, uh, my Indiana Jones movie ahead of that, you know? So it's, yeah. It's tough, but anyway, it's funny. But yeah, That's Jurassic judge Park. Judge the movie, not the material. You know, Jurassic Park was at, at my at my theater. The reason why I've seen it six times was because, it, like, it used to be that that movies like would sit in theaters for so long, and uh, and it was in like the whole summer that summer. It was in the theater. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was at my dollar theater even longer, and so it was just there forever, and. Uh, so you just go back and see it again and again and again and again. And uh, it was just great. I, I do love it. And I, I love the music. I love, uh, it's just a great movie. So it was a good choice. All right. So yeah, we had Empire Strikes Back wins the uh, Twitter tournament and Jurassic Park wins the, uh, um, so we know the thing we have learned from this is that John Williams wins the bracket. Like yeah. always yeah. <laughs> John Williams oh, yeah. always wins the bracket. <laughs> always. The last bracket. I'm just glad that final round was not Jurassic Park versus The Empire Strikes Back. I might have broke. But that wasn't. I probably still would have voted for Jurassic Park. I probably still would have voted for Jurassic Park. That was in round four. Was was uh, Jurassic Park versus Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, I know, but it just would have been worse as the final final. round. (laughs) As the final choice, it would have been worse. Obviously, I still went with Jurassic Park, but it just would have been a horrible final choice. Yeah. I guess I can take solace in knowing Empire won the won the Twitter, so yeah. <laughs> so both movies won. I I can be, well, I, can be happy. I, can yeah. take, I can be happy that the Dark Knight at least made the finals. Yeah, both times. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, thanks so much. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed doing this, and I will uh, be thinking about what to do for the next bracket next tournament uh i'm thinking about maybe doing a chicks flicks one i thought it might be kind of fun um but i'd probably have to get uh, i'd probably have to get a a female on the panel for for the thing another but uh but i don't know i had some ideas so if you have ideas for things that you'd like to see on uh on a tournament like this uh then just put in the comment section let me know and uh thanks so much you guys for i know this was a lot of work and uh but hopefully you had fun and i appreciate it and uh, so you want to just uh, say where people can find you? Sure. You can find me on YouTube. Just search Derbania and uh, I should be the one and only one that pops up and love to have you come check out my channel, movie reviews, theological analyses, rankings, reactions, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me here on YouTube as well as on Twitter and Instagram with L like L <laughs> C and then screen, talk, um, again, movie reviews, fun, other little, like, 
skit film type videos as well as rankings and every now and then I, I might react to something maybe I don't know we'll see <laughs> yeah you can find me on YouTube at David Gerlock there's no space in between the name it's just my full name uh, the spelling will be in the description below I'm sure and uh, you can also follow me on Twitter if you want uh, a guy who talks about nothing but movies and uh, every once in a while sports and just all kinds of madness and I just, I just review movies. I just love movies and just do anything movie-related, whether it's reviews or whatever. Awesome. Thanks so much, you guys. I really appreciate it. You can find me at Smiling LDS Girl on social media. And uh, I have my review of uh, 13 Going on 30 uh, coming up for tomorrow for uh, Family Movie Night. And uh, we uh, are doing our next episode of the Hallmark uh, podcast, me and my friend Aaron, uh, Amber on Tuesday. So it should be fun. We're going to talk about the, the, a great cinematic achievement called the love comes softly series. So it's going to be fun. Uh, and um, so I uh, got a lot of fun stuff coming up. And uh, if you have, like I said, if you have any ideas for uh, the, uh, for a tournament uh, and if you have any opinions, what would you pick uh, for these various team ups so let let us know in the comments that would be a lot of fun and uh and, and follow me on twitter and uh other social media and there'll be links in the description section so thanks so much and uh, we will all talk to you guys later